Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. Now, here's your host, Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Empire Title, Bill McAfee, your best of the best Colorado Springs gold winner. Well, good morning. I am Jay Garvins, and I'm so glad that you are on the road or on the radio waves with me. You have spun the dial, either intentionally or accidentally, to the Jay Garvin Show right here on Cardio News Radio, Saturday morning. What a beautiful day. It's a little bit cold, but the warmth will come back. If you're tuning in for the very first time, I am Jay. I'm your friend. And for the next three minutes, eight minutes, or the next hour... I'd love to have a conversation with you about home and mortgage. Today I'm going to be talking about real estate and probably addressing the biggest question, the most impactful question, definitely the most asked question that I've received over the last six months. But before I reveal that to you, I want you to know that you can call me directly at any time. Not an answering service, not a call center. To me, my cell phone, 719 330 1457 for all you regular listeners out there you know that I am one text one phone call or just one email away you also can go to churchillcolorado.com churchillcolorado.com search for the Colorado Springs team click on my picture Jay Garvins would love to have any question that you forward get it answered if you'd like to start the purchase or mortgage refinance process I would appreciate that with inflation it's harder for me to keep cans of food in my cupboard and that will help me keeps the radio show going and without any further ado today the biggest question that I've been asked over the last six months today's title with the drum roll is today's hot real estate market a repeat of the 2006 bubble now good luck Matt getting that all in the space of the radio show name but the biggest thing is is this market a real estate bubble. So I'm going to talk about that today, about the characteristics of this market that we live in in 2022 nationwide, but more specifically in the Pikes Peak region, and what are the similarities and the differences between the 2006 market. Of course, I will specifically address, is there a bubble coming? I'll even expand and say, is there a recession coming as well? Because that's now become my most popular question, and what you can do about it when you hear the answer. There is no better place to start a discussion about the real estate market and whether there's a bubble and what the trends are other than the economic update on a monthly basis. And one of my best friends, Bill, in the studio, thanks for coming in and helping me with this subject. My You're friend. very welcome, Jay. It's good to see you. So um, we continue to break some records, and this is becoming an old recording that we're playing. A side note off the cuff is, I don't know whether to be excited about this or concerned, and I chose excitement on one more news article, one more survey, one more determination. Now Colorado Springs is the second most popular metropolitan city in the country, like higher than Denver, higher than Boulder, higher than Fort Collins, but higher than any city in the country other than, drumroll again, Matt, Huntsville, Alabama. 
What? They're saying that's totally because of their potential draw for that space <laughs> force and others. But let's start off with the uh, economic update, my friend. What do the numbers read, and what do your tea leaves say for the future? Well, two things, and I know you're going to talk about the real estate. And the one thing that's really interesting, I want to throw just two numbers at you that will solve the argument right off the bat. 7,000, 1,000. Right before the crash, we had 7,000 listings. We have 1,000 right now. One-seventh of the inventory. <laughs> that we had last time. It's just, we set another record, 562000 on average price last month, and it's totally because of supply and demand. I attended a seminar. I'm going to give a shout-out to Tatiana Bailey from UCCS. She said her research shows that the city of Colorado Springs, as we sit right now, is about 12,000 homes short. So wow. it's just that's if without people coming in. So it's, you know, our market is very crazy right now. I know when we went through the crash last time, we had a lot of other factors that were driving that. You know, the, the stated income, no dock loans. There was just, there was a lot of stuff that was going on. Way too many homes, way too much speculation. And we just don't see that now. So here's something that we are seeing. I gave you that number, 1,000. What's interesting is in the last two months, Listings have doubled. Wow. And so, you know, so we've gone literally up a little less than 500 up to roughly 1,000. So you are seeing that start to go. And active listings on a running average are climbing. So where they had been going down, even on a running average, they are starting to come back up. And, Jay, you and I have talked about this. We're in a in a hair-burning, dragster-riding air. It's a, we were in a market that was just crazy. It was insane. It was unsustainable. And so what we're going to do is we're going to start sliding back. You may even see an open house every now and then. You know? <laughs> we haven't seen an open house in two and a half years. <laughs> so, you know, who knows what's going to go. Number of sales still, we had 1,489 sales year over year. We're still up. If I compare January through April, we're still up about 3% in sales. The, the tail of the tape is simply we don't have the homes to satisfy the demand. I said this a couple months ago. I'd love people to go back and listen to it. If our demand cut it in half, we would still have a decent market. And that's because we have such a shortage of homes. Number of sales, even on a running average, is still actually increasing. So that's, I would like to see that one flatten, but it's, it's because of the demand is going to go. Inventory levels are about 0.63 months. And, Jay, anything in our market that's uh, five months would be about normal. That's an equilibrium for buyers and sellers. We're still in a very strong seller's market. But i got to tell you, you know, the old, you know, where I'm putting it on the, in the MLS on Thursday or Friday, I have it go over the weekend, and I have, you know, 20 showings and, you know, and 10 offers. That is definitely starting to cool. You know, yeah. we're starting to see where uh, it's so funny. Buyers realize way before sellers that the market's changing. And so sellers, the uh, poor agents talking to the sellers, trying to tell them that this market's changing. It's a hard sell to the sellers out there who just had, well, my neighbor just sold this for, you know, 100000 over what we had it listed for. And I'm telling you, Bill, I've had three agents talk to me. Mark talked to me. Lisa talked to me. And Justin talked to me and all said, you know what, I'm going to focus on buyers now because I'm tired of placating the sellers and telling them why they can't get some astronomical right. number. And that's inviting to me as a lender, as a licensed Absolutely. loan originator, for agents to be out there searching and actively hunting with their buyers is so fun rather than just sitting back and working with the sellers that still think prices are to the moon. You know, the poor buyers had been getting sand kicked in their faces on the beach the last two years. <laughs> in their <laughs> so, eyes. So finally, you know, they're they're going to have a little bit of a shot. And, and so in every single price range, Jay, on inventory, we're still undersupplied to historic lows. We Do you remember when over a million-dollar home 
would take, what, 28, 38 he months? He actually had one time 44 months of inventory in that million-dollar price range. 3.6 months to sell a million-plus-dollar house. 18 is normal, and we're at 3.6. So, yeah. no, we're still in, a, in an incredibly strong market. Interest rates are the tail. You, know, you see that amongst everything. I mean, when we go back, you know, rates, when we pulled them, the Freddies averaged almost 5%. Wasn't that long ago, we were at three and a half, um, yeah. you know, and so you're seeing a big jump. And the one thing that I want to say is if you were purchasing a 350 home, back in February of 20, those rates were at three and a half, and they fluctuated and gone all over. But at five, where we're at right now, that takes a person's purchasing power down about $56,000. Yeah, about that, 15, 16 yep. percent of their buying power absolutely. is gone. Yeah, absolutely. And so that is going to affect, and the people who were up in the fives now are getting shoved down into the fours. The people who are in the low fours are shoved down into three, and there's nothing there. And if you're listening right now, a lot of us have a stable income. We're homeowners. But if you have adult children, right now a lot of you, through access of mom and dad, grandpa and grandma, are coming in, buying houses for cash, then doing a delayed refinance, giving 75% of the money back, and that's how they're getting into the market. And there's going to be more of that opportunity with interest rates going up Absolutely. Other than that, the first-time home buyers are struggling. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, Jay, we are going to see assumptions again. We're already starting to have people ask about them. The one thing I want to tell the consumer out there, and the assumptions are harder to get than new financing, and they take longer. I had one the other day. It was a, it was a VA loan, like two and a quarter, you know, and they were trying to, to get that done and, and do an assumption. What I want the veterans to please understand, if you let somebody assume that loan, make sure that that person takes your eligibility. That, Talk that to people a little it. bit about that assumption. Uh, what happens is, as a veteran, I have eligibility. It's, we offer that to, to military people as an incentive, you know, to get them into homes. Well, what happens is if, if I'm a veteran and I purchase a home under a VA loan, that ties up my eligibility. Well, if I let somebody assume that loan for me, in other words, rates are, let's say, at four or five right now, I'm going to let them assume that one I had at two and a quarter. i got to make sure that that person can also take my eligibility so I can take my eligibility with me. In other words, they put their eligibility in place and I take mine with me because if you let somebody assume your loan and they don't take that your your VA eligibility, then what's going to happen if they don't make the payments and it crashes, it goes on your credit report. Yeah, so if you've served in the military, you call me at 330-1457. There's a way that you can assume a mortgage with a low interest rate from the seller, transfer that over to you, and it's really in practice it's it's the only form, the veteran loan, that is assumable. FHA says it is, but unless it's under dire circumstance, the FHA isn't going to approve that. Conventional loans are not assumable, but if you're a veteran, call me at 330-1457, and I can review that attribute with you. And that I can't emphasize enough. Give Jay a call on that, because if, if you do that wrong, it can definitely harm you. Yeah, so, in yeah. the long run, yep. and the seller. Absolutely. Sales price, again, we hit a record average, 560 medians up. Now, that's the first time ever in the history of El Paso County that it went over 500,000, let alone 550. Well, no, we've been over 500 for about the last 10 months. 10 months, but yeah. it's the first time ever now we've broken the 550 yes. threshold. Yeah, you're absolutely right. In fact, if you route it, it's 562. Wow. Is, you know, so, yeah, it's just, it's wow. And it's all demand and supply is what's causing it. A rear view mirror look, percentage of active listings that's selling. I'm not going to explain that in detail, but what it tells me is the market's changing. The market's not that uh, – it's still a great, great market, but it's not that insane-o market, like yeah. they kept an insane-o market. And, Bill, to finish off, let's give the listeners, after we've now closed the first quarter and we added April, 
in January, February, March, and April how our home price is either average or median over this time last year. It's still amazing. We're still at 14.5 on the average and 15.2 on median. But my prediction is, I, I will tell you, I believe by the end of the year that will cut down to 10. To I truly 10. believe that that will happen. I think you will see prices soften because of the increase in interest rates, because of inflation. People have less disposable income. People are going to get knocked out of the market. Is it going to be a, like a horrible crash? No. But I do believe by the end of the year you could see where from 20 to 21 we did 19%, you know, on, on average. I think that number is going to be more around 10 Boy, that's amazing. I just heard one of my best friends apologize for a 10% annual increase. (laughs) (laughs) Cuckoo, baby! (laughs) You know, uh, residential units sold is still up 3%. Uh, Here's the big number. The number of listings is up damn near 40. We Um, need to celebrate over that. We need to have a firecracker right there, man. And that's where we get those buyers pumping some iron on the beach so they don't get, get that sand kick in their eyes. <laughs> days on market still 12. Days on market's going to stay good. Go back to February just of four years ago. You know, it was 110 days. But days on market's going to stay because demand and supply is still going to keep the real estate strong here. One last super quick thing. I, do, I believe command is going to be here. I'm with you, a buddy. Lot on it. And the, one of the things that I just read was that if they move it to Huntsville, it'll take about a full six years to be fully operational, and leaving it here, it's two. That's amazing. Great prediction. Don't go anywhere. I'm going to continue the conversation about our hot real estate market and how it compares to 2006. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. The Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage Jedi, Jay Garvin's. This segment is brought to you by Arrow Moving and Storage. Well, thanks so much for sticking with me. I am Jay. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. The entire hour or the eight minutes or three minutes that you have to listen, I would like to talk to you directly about today's real estate market and how it compares to 2006. If you're over 10 years old, you know that in 2006 there was a huge run-up of real estate, and it was a huge bubble, and it burst dramatically in 2008 and then deflated 2009 10 and 11 and we started to get some solid ground again in 2012 and this is very very emotionally attached to what's going on right now I want you to call me at 719-330-1457 this is incredibly important information talking on the radio for me in 2012 was a hobby 2017 some of you guys were listening but now Mortgage lenders, licensed loan originators, we need to have solid answers for you because this is not just delivering a cake out of the oven. There's times right now where it's exceptionally profitable and advantageous for you to purchase. But depending on your financial situation, it also could be a very difficult and detrimental thing to your budget. So the normal mortgage banker or credit union mortgage lender or your big box shop that's a call center, they don't have the answers. 
You can ask them to explain the economy, what's going to happen, how should my family prepare. They're going to get deer in the headlights, look, sound over the phone, and say, what kind of mortgage do you want? That's how they'll answer that question. Whether you listen today or whether you call me tomorrow at 719-330-1457, I'll walk you through this, ask the largest question of what your goals are, and the fact of the matter is there's a lot of similarities and there's a lot of differences between our hot market today nationwide and in the Pikes Peak region than there was in 2006. The biggest reason I believe I'm getting these questions is because it's human nature to grasp on to the last painful event, whether it's a relationship, oh, this next relationship is going to suck because the previous one did. Oh, going in blind and naive, oh, this next relationship is going to be so awesome because the next one was. I see it all the time in hiring people for my team that have been somewhere for 15 years. They come over, assume that it's going to be the exact same in this company. Oh, this recession or this bubble is going to be exactly like the previous one. Well, I'm telling you right now, over the last nine recessions in this country, only one involved real estate value decreasing. That's the good news. The bad news is it was the last recession we went through. We went through a small one for one quarter going into COVID. That was corrected. But the last big recession that all of us felt involved real estate. So everybody that I've spoken to assumes that it's going to be involved with devalue, loss of equity, all of that. So that's what I want to talk about today. And some of the characteristics that I want to share with you, first and foremost, is the demand issue. You know that I am a demographic and a supply and demand guy. I talk about big generation, small generation. I talk about who are the first-time buyers. They're 33, 34 years old. Are we in a growing generation? Are we in a contracting generation economy right now? And I'm telling you that in 2006, just like we are today, individuals that are 33 years old, 34, 35, 36, those are the largest number of first-time home buyers coming into the market. So if you have a dramatic shortage of people and consumers coming in to buy something, the value is going to decrease. If you have an excess amount of people coming in to buy something, the price will increase. The analogy that I use and have used for years is a automobile lot. If you go down to Phil Long and you see 20 cars on the lot and there's only five people that walk on to buy one, they're all going to get a car. They're going to get a very, very good price and a very good choice and the dealership's going to make money but is going to have a sad face when it comes to profit. Now, if you reverse that circumstance and have five cars on the market, which is funny because now you go into the real estate lots and half of them are empty, but you have five cars on the lot and there's 20 people that walk on, the exact opposite is going to take place. This is a simple, clear illustration. Only five people at best are going to get a car. They're just going to have to take what they're given. There's no options. There's no negotiating. You're going to have to ask over asking price and still 15 families are going to go home sad. Well, that was the situation as far as supply and demand. In 2006, you had the Gen Xers, me, coming into the market, primarily people that were born from 1972 to 1976, 33, 34 years old, 
and those were the smallest birth years in over 30 years during the 70s. Gen X is a much smaller generation, and by demand, there weren't enough consumers coming into the market. Now, fast forward to today. The millennials are now one of the largest generations, and I said this over and over. The largest birth years in the millennial generation are people born in 1989, 1990, 1991, and 1992. I'm telling you, not only are we not going to have a bubble that pops and value goes down, like Bill McAfee mentioned, but we have the largest mass of first-time home buyers coming into the market, and it doesn't even hit the highest birth years until 2023. See, if you take the first birth year, 1989, in over 35 years since the baby boomers that produced 4 million babies a year, plus the median buying age, 33, 34 years old, 1989 plus 34 is 2023. So not only do we not have a bubble popping and adjusting because of inflation or a president or a war, we have so many new buyers coming in, more than a half a million a year nationwide, more than there were in 2006, that 2023, 2024, 2025, and 2026 are going to be even more crazy buying years for the lack of inventory and the in excess of demand because of those demographics. Now, the second thing you look at is not only the buyers coming to market, but how many households are there? And these are facts. There was 116 million American households in 2006. Folks, because millennials have built families so fast, there's over 128 million households, more than 12 million more households in the United States today and that doesn't even account for the flood of people coming over on the southern border. That's a political show, and that's just a sham. But the fact that we have so many people coming of age, millennials buying first-time homes, so many additional households, that alone just with demand differentiates 2006 from 2008. Now, don't go anywhere at all. I'm going to talk about inventory and supply. I'm also going to talk about a lot of the difference of inflation and interest rate right after this break. Don't go anywhere. Call me at 330-1457 to start your next purchase or refinance loan. I'll be back right after the break. Stick Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back now. Here's Jay Garvin. Hey, where's the beat? Well, thanks for sticking with me. I am Jay. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. I appreciate you taking the time. I want to have this conversation here with you and I. This is the Home and Mortgage Talk Show. I'm talking about whether today's real estate market is a repeat of 2006. See, 2006, there was a bubble. Nobody knew it at the time. We saw it after the fact, and it popped nationally all at once. I describe the real estate market more as bubble wrap rather than the very unique 
national bubble that we saw burst with real estate back in 2006, just like we're seeing a pop and an adjustment in the stock market right now. But for several reasons, one, because demographically there's a big difference between living in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and Colorado Springs, Colorado, with the seasons, with the quality of life, with the days of sun, with the lack of mosquitoes, with the lack of humidity, the, the, the lack of the harsh winters, things like that. That's becoming more and more of a differential when you look at people because people have more choices for how they work, so they have more choices for how and where they live. That's the biggest reason that I say real estate is bubble wrap. But today I'm talking and I just reviewed, hey, in 2006, that was the primary reason that the recession started to take shape. And that's because real estate prices were escalating. The George W. Bush administration was trying to really encourage home ownership, which is a noble goal. But they did that by dramatically decreasing the standards and the requirements of a loan to buy a house. That's where we got all the slang words like liar's loan, no income, no asset loans, stated income loans. All of them were the same. If you had bad credit, it didn't matter. If you don't have a down payment, no problem. We're not asking for any down payment down. If you can't prove your income, don't worry about it. That was in 2006. In 2008, after the collapse and having it been caused by real estate, the Obama administration came in and passed Dodd-Frank and made it more difficult than ever before. Primarily by Congress, the administration signed the bill and Dodd-Frank was put into law. And now if you don't have a good credit score, 640 or above, if you don't have good income, a debt ratio of 45% or less of your take-home income on all your debt, or if you don't at least have three and a half, five percent, as much as 20% down to avoid private mortgage insurance, you're not going to get a house. And what happened is in 2006, it wasn't that houses got so expensive that people couldn't afford them. It was that you no longer could get a loan based on a statement rather than proof. So it didn't matter how affordable the homes were, there were not enough people to buy them, partially because the loans were gone. More so because the first baby boomers in 2006 were just turning 60. 1946, the first baby boomer. 2006, the first baby boomer turning 60. You had droves, over 80,000 baby boomers retiring and leaving the market every single month, and you didn't have enough of me, Generation X, coming into the market with less than three and a half million Americans in each birth year in 1972, 73, 74, 75, 76. I tell people this all the time. It didn't matter what the baby boomers were selling in 2008. There wasn't enough Gen Xers to buy them. Now, today we have more than four million millennials born in a given birth year starting in 1989, 1990, 1991, and 1992. Moving forward 34 years, which is the factual median age for buying a house, not only is this bubble not going to pop right now, folks, I explained this with supply and demand in the previous segment, we've got record number of first-time homebuyers that are going to come in in 2023. If you take 33 or 34 plus 89, that's 2022 and 2023. It happens again in 2024, 25, and 26. Folks, the limited inventory in demand is going to get more difficult before it gets easy. And I think this 
is one of the reasons why a potential recession or a potential increase in rates could actually take time to pay the piper, not print more free money, but actually make the adjustment, adjust our lifestyle, help as many as we can. It's so important that you're listening because you can help your adult child, your adult grandchild. Call me at 330-1457. It doesn't matter if interest rates go up one point and your monthly payment goes up 100 or $200. You heard it from Bill McAfee, who is 25-plus years in title. For me, 23 years in mortgage, I'm telling you, Real estate is going to go up another 10% this year. That means if you help an adult child buy a house for $400,000 this year in the Pikes Peak region, it will be a $440,000 house next year. Well, I don't want to pay our higher monthly payment. Hmm. $200 a month times one year equals $2,400 of additional money spent. But by equity, you earn $40,000 more of worth. So as long as we know there's not a pop, of the bubble around the corner, that's an unbelievable investment even with higher interest rates. And it's even more exciting for investment property owners. But now I want to get back to what we're talking about. First, I'm saying what is the comparisons of 2006 to 2022? Let's look at the inventory. Bill McAfee mentioned this. It's right in the monthly economic update. Back in 2006, nationwide, on any given year, in 2007, there was more than 9 million homes available in United States. And in Colorado Springs, going from macroeconomics all the way down to micro, if you look at the months of inventory in 2007, we had more than 9,000 homes on the market. Folks, we have 1,000 homes on the market now. That's one-ninth of our inventory. Nationwide in 2008, it was above 9 million. 2009, it was 7.3 million nationwide, and we were down to 5,600 homes on the market. And in 2010, it popped back up to over 8 million homes available. Not enough families to buy them in 2006. And in 2010, in the Pikes Peak region, we were back up to seven to 8,000 homes. There were not enough people to buy the homes on the market, and that's simple supply and demand math. Now let's look at fact and not emotion. Let's not go back to, oh, my God, the last time we lost our shorts in 08, it's coming around the corner again. Oh, my last girlfriend yelled at me, this next one's going to do the same. It's just human nature. You just have to step back and slap yourself and realize that life's circumstance can and will be different. Today, in 2018, nationwide, there was only 3.7 million homes on the entire market in the United States. In 2018, we were excited because there was almost 2,000 homes available on any given month in the Colorado Springs market. We're excited if that goes above 1,000 today. In 2021, there was less than 1.8 million homes available nationwide compared to 9 or 8 million. And when people say, well, I just want a house that's a rancher that's got a good view of Pikes Peak. Hey, partner, just take whatever house you can get. I bought my first house in Cheyenne Meadows in 1996, moved less than five miles away to Ivy Wild, and I just took whatever house I could get. It took me four houses, two rentals and two houses I owned, in order to get the house that my wife and I want. You have to take proportionate victories. So the difference in inventory right now says even if 
half of the people no longer want to buy houses in Colorado Springs, it's still not going to make the price of houses go down. If anything, it'll help the increase go up less. Those are two very, very important parts of what I want to talk about today. Now, other things after this next segment in the power segment, I want to talk to you specifically about whether a recession is coming. And I want to talk to you specifically about what you can do now to prepare. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show, 330-1457. Call me during the break to start your next mortgage, whether it's a refinance or purchase. You're listening to The Jay Garvin Show. You got to know when to hold Know when to fold up Know when to walk away And know when to run I wish you would step out from that ledge, my friend You could cut ties with all the lives that you've been living in the Jay Garvin Show Home and Mortgage Talk, Saturdays at 8 a.m., Sundays at 11 a.m., here on KRDO News Radio, 105.5 FM, 1240 a.m., and 92.5 FM. We're back with your home mortgage best friend, Jay Garvin's. We want to pop you up. Well, thanks for sticking with me. This is my last nine minutes with you, and I would encourage you to stay with me for the entire nine minutes. My name is Jay Garvins. You can call me directly at 330-1457. This nine minutes right now could be worth hundreds of thousands of dollars to you. And I'm not a money hawk. I'm sitting here in the studio on a Saturday when you guys are chilling for 10 years now, passionately talking how you can re-grasp control of your life. If you think all of the equity has been taken and everything else is going to pop like a bubble that it did in 2008, you are dramatically mistaken. You could not be further from the truth. In fact, I'm telling you, and I would encourage you to check my numbers, that not only are we not going to have a pop or a bubble burst in this real estate market, Colorado Springs and Pikes Peak region and hundreds of cities around Green Bay, Wisconsin, Huntsville, Alabama, Austin, Texas, Boise, Idaho, Springfield, Missouri, Salt Lake City, Utah, San Antonio, Texas. The list goes on and on and on. St. Louis, Missouri, Indianapolis, Oklahoma City. I can't even mention all the ones that are all going to have 10% or more increase this year. You call me at 330-1457. Of the top 400 cities, I can tell you whether they're going to appreciate or not. Peoria, Illinois is not going to appreciate, folks. And there are parts of California that are going to get less value, meaning a house will sell in areas of California, New York, and Illinois for less dollars than they did before. That's not going to happen in Florida. That's not going to happen in Texas, Tennessee. South Carolina, Colorado, the list goes on. But this is why, my friends. First of all, in the last nine of the last ten recessions, house prices increased. The only thing is, is one of the worst corrections in real estate history, other than 1929, happened in 2008. So that painful memory is very, very close to you cognitively. You just have to let that go. But also, all recessions are not bad. And I do predict a recession will come before we all join hands and pray 
at our Christmas dinners. Six of the last six recessions in this country brought a decrease of long-term interest rates. Right now, we have a dramatic increase in the short-term interest rates and the Fed fund rate and prime interest rate, and that's actually a tool to stop the crazy increase of the long-term business loan mortgage rates. I mean, we've went from a 3.5% rate to a 5.5% rate in less than six months in this country, but also we've went from flat inflation to 7% inflation in less than six months. We've went from endless baby formula to we can't find it, but we've also went from not printing money to printing over $6 trillion of money. We've also went from semi-secure borders to an absolute flood of people coming in. Welcome to Joe Biden's America. But we're living in Pikes Peak region, and I am passionate about this. I'm passionate that what you can do to get prepared doesn't depend on a president, a senator, a congressman, a governor, or even a mayor. What do you do right now? I sound like a broken record. Call me at 719-330-1457. I'll give you 30 minutes on the phone to talk whether you need a mortgage or not. Because if you buy a house or help your adult child or grandchild buy a house in the next 12 months, you're still going to tremendously benefit in Colorado Springs. In fact, my prediction is that over the next three years, a $475,000, $485,000 house right now in Colorado Springs is going to be a $575,000 to $645,000 house in just three years. That's $100,000 to $150,000 of real equity. So interest rate does not matter. I don't even care if you want to keep the house. If you've got $100,000 or your son or your daughter or your grandchild have $100,000 of school loans, I'm telling you to help them buy a house right now. You can get all of your money back in helping them, which you won't have to when they talk to me, 330-1457. They can own the dang house for two or three years, get an extra eighty dollars to $150,000 and sell it with no tax, go back to renting, live in Timbuktu, and pay off student loans in cash rather than have them like a shackle around their ankle. That's what's going to most affect this generation. Now, the next thing you want to do to get ready is the baby steps. Set aside $1,000 immediately. Get rid of the rest of your unsecured debt through the debt snowball. Start to put money aside for a reserve before you purchase. Start to set aside cash for retirement. It does not have to go into a 401k. The stock market will be flat going to be minus 15% to a plus 10%. Houses is going to be a plus 10% to a plus 20% over the next three years. That's what happens in inflation. When houses get more expensive to build, you, the owner, benefit from that by doing nothing because you have an available home. Businesses, when their product like a Harley Davidson becomes more expensive to build because of labor, I told you three years ago that labor disputes and wage increases were coming. We're in the middle of it. You might as well call me Notre Damas rather than Jay. Now, I say that in jest, but I say this seriously. Harley-Davidson's profit is going to be pinched, just like a builder's profit is pinched on a home. But if someone owns a Harley, it's going to get more valuable or depreciate less. When businesses don't make enough profit, numbers are down, their stock is down, and the stock market's down. It's simple math. But after you save money, you don't have to put it in a 401k during a recession, you can save and buy a house. In the 70s, the last time we had a huge inflationary hedge, 
houses in the United States appreciated the most. And you can benefit from that again. So the big takeaways I want to share with you is that 2022 is not a repeat of 2020, uh, 2006. 2022 is not a repeat of 2006, and there's no bubble. In fact, you have to be more concerned about the unaffordability index coming to Colorado to where you won't be able to get them. So call me and get prepared. 3301457, and as I state at the end of every show, go grow and prosper. Tell somebody close to you that you love them because that's all that matters. Help your kid, help your grandkid buy a house so they can have appreciating asset and see what it's like to have appreciating wealth. Have a great week. Tune in next week to the Jay Garvin Show where I'm going to be talking about some interesting things happening at the legislative level in Denver about your real estate tax. You're listening to the Jay Garvin Show. Proceeding was a paid program on KRDO News Radio. KRDO News Radio does not confirm nor deny the validity or accuracy of the information contained in this program. And the views expressed do not necessarily represent the views or opinions of the staff and management of KRDO News Radio. Show me the way.